What Western on Wheels uses over 150 Sun people, including Circus de Sol, performers of, well, sorry, Circus de Sol performers. Cirque de Sol, and, eh? No, yep, yep. I'm going to take this whole thing back. All right. Let's cut that out, please. Hello, intro of the show. It's the Movie Toasty Show. Here for you. Dennis and Adam joke about orgasms and sweet movie reviews. We talk about TV too, right? I, I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah! Welcome to Movie Toast, episode 131, where I'm still sick and my voice sounds like shit. But Dennis, you sound uh, pretty decent today. How's it going? I do sound pretty good, Adam. I th- I think so too. You're right. But uh, I'm, I'm sorry to sorry to hear how you're doing. I hope you get better, sir. I hope you get better. But here here I am, peak of uh, peak of health, and I mean, um, I'm here all for those movie Parliament coming. cigarettes, sir. Are really paying off. Newports, Newports. Oh, those are the good ones. Virginia Slim. Like I know, they're they're kind of like the uh, Arizona iced tea of the uh, cigarette world. <laughs> Arizona iced tea. Oh shit! Oh, I I am excited for episode one thirty one, sir. It's it's good to be here, man. Uh, let I sorry sorry to hear it's dragging out though. Well, bummer. I hope you're it's, over the. Uh... Oh, I think so. I think I am, but uh, just get these weird, flimmy moments, and uh, people don't need to hear about it. The old Belgium. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was good. Stop taking my DayQuil and NyQuil, and bam, the voice is uh, destroyed. But the show must be on. That's right, folks. We're still here. We're we're toasting your movies. Well, uh, Adam, uh, I think you got a stack of polls to present to us. Eh, I I guess. Right, so, so Balls. Uh, Balls. 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 Last week I reviewed the Sandra O possession film Uma. And I was wondering if the uh, Toasties out there over at our Twitter page, uh, Twitter uh, username, movie underscore toast, if uh, they liked possession horror movies. Uh, and uh, it was just a simple yes-no poll. And uh, 100%, 100% uh, said yes. They they enjoy the oh, possessions. Yeah. I feel like it's just very played out, but I guess if you do it right, it pays yeah. off. Yeah, you never know what creepy thing could be you could be uh, forced to see next. I don't know. I like that. There's, there's something, something scary about the possession concept. I still, I can still enjoy that uh, as a part of the storyline, but I, like you said, it depends on what your, your spin is. Uh, you yeah. take something like the witch where you're constantly in question as to whether or not the possession ever even occurred. I, I like, I like that twist on it. At least someone like that movie, Dennis. Um, <laughs> uh, you've reviewed the, uh, the foreign language film, I believe, Swedish film, uh, Black Crab. And I wanted yes, to know sir. if uh, people, and there was some talk of uh, maybe watch it uh, subtitled, maybe listen to it dubbed. Uh, 
So I wanted to know if the Toasties uh, preferred their foreign films subtitled, dubbed, or I don't watch those. Oh, okay. All right. Divisive answers. I like this. All right. Where do we land? Uh, luckily enough, 0% said, I don't watch those. Okay, thank God. Yeah, yeah I, I thought we were going to get a few, but luckily we we skated by that. <laughs> um, 33% dubbed, and uh, just like you, 67% uh, prefer the subtitled, the actual language. Nice, there you go. It's like, I I was going to say, I, I know you and I have, uh, depending on what it is you're watching, so especially for like, I, I like anime uh subtitled because i like hearing the cadence of speech the characters were meant to have originally and i've noticed that i've watched some of the same episodes the same shows both uh dubbed and subbed Hmm. and sometimes the context of the conversation will change drastically and i'm like shit it was like way more intense in the japanese version i liked that way more especially for first season of attack on titan wildly different (laughs) i I, I thought who's translating these things like how how does that happen I'm trying not to think too hard about what my experience with Dragon Ball Z was actually like as a child and how, how different yeah. is the story. <laughs> yeah, just just relive the happy moments. That's right, that's right. Speaking of happy moments, Dennis, Bruce Willis uh, is retired oh. because of his health. And uh, so ah. I wanted to know what the Toasties' uh, favorite Bruce Willis film was out of Die Hard, Pulp Fiction, The Sixth Sense, and I threw Sin City in there because I like that movie. Okay. Oh, no. No Hudson Hawk. No, no. Uh, no. The Kid. <laughs> uh, the Kid was fantastic. <laughs> I like that one, too. That was, that was good. Um, zero percent tie uh, for The Sixth Sense in Sin City. Oh. Yeah, okay. I thought I got one. at least in uh, Sixth Sense would have got at least. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, 20% for Pulp Fiction. And, of course, no surprise, 80% nice. Die Hard. Yep, yep. I, I kind of wanted to leave Die Hard out, but I'm like... How do you oh, you can't. Yeah, you couldn't leave Die Hard out of that one. I think you'd, you'd get a response to that. Yeah. What yeah, do you think, folks? Was there? Uh, let us know. Was there another Bruce Willis movie that should have been on the on the poll? I'd be curious to hear what you have to say. So many, probably. But how do you? I thought. I thought those were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Sure. Narrowing it down to four stuff. I thought I you, think... you you had good ones up though. That's, that's a good selection. I, I was considering switching out uh, Sin City for um, the Fifth Element because I feel like people love it. I can oh, never sure, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. That's a big one. I feel like that's a common one. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of common, uh, our common uh, next segment here on the show is a little thing called trivia. And Dennis, you have been uh, wiping the floor with the the trivia game lately. Are you? I mean, doing okay. A couple of cuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Let's see if I can maintain the title. Let's keep this ball rolling. Oh boy, I got chills from listening to that theme. Song. I feel like the devil's awakened in me, and I'm ready to take it down. But uh, I'll ask you a question. Uh, what what would you like to like to answer first? Action adventure. All right. Which martial arts star has a bit part in Cannonball Run? Jet Li or Jackie Chan? Cannonball Run. I would have to assume Jackie Chan. Although, move. Shit, Jackie Chan. Just gonna go with Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan is 
Correct. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, age-wise, that one makes the most sense to me. Yeah, I I feel like Jet Li would be like a young young man back then. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Like maybe a young boy, thirteen or so, but I mean, it's Cannonball Run, maybe. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, it's been a while. I don't, I don't recall the scene. So, yeah. Um, you know what? I'll take a uh, action adventure as well, please. Oh, all right, all right. Well, tell me, Adam, what Christopher Nolan film has the tagline "When four hundred thousand men couldn't get home, home came back for them." Chris Nolan, that is, right? The the, the Chris Nolans. 400 men? 4,000? 4, How many men? 400,000. Would damn. you like me to repeat the tagline? I would love that. When 400,000 men couldn't get home, home came back for them. Okay. All right. Um, I think I might. I feel like I'm going to say a name of a movie, but then it's going to be the opposite movie because I'm thinking of two movies. Oh, the other yeah. movie doesn't come to mind. Yeah. The title. Oh, fuck. I don't. It's oh. like I I know exactly what you're saying right there, and I can't even give you a hint to direct you that I feel I, wouldn't just plainly give it away. I I'm just going to have to go for the one that's in my head, and then you're going to tell me the other title, and I'll say, oh yeah, that's the one I was thinking, uh, because that's just how the world works. Uh, I'm going to say. Dunkirk. Oh, oh man. It was the other one. Because you're correct. It is Dunkirk. It is correct. Do you you know the other one I'm thinking of? Uh, I I was thinking of something else, huh? Oh, shit. Um, Maybe I was thinking of Dunkirk, but I I thought maybe it had a different name. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Glorious Bastards. Oh, yes, yes. That's the one. (laughs) Teletubby film. Well, uh, what's up? Well, sir, um, hit me with that horror sci-fi. What Western on wheels uses over 150 stunt people, including Circus de Soleil. Yep, there we go. I fucked that one up again. Performers and Olympic, Olympic, Olympic athletes. Why can't I fucking read? This is Western on wheels. I'm just going to Western on wheels. Call it Mad 150 Max. stunt people. Fury Road. Okay. Mad Max Fury Road does use all those fine folks that I don't know how to pronounce their names of their companies. Cirque <laughs> so oh. oh boy. All right, you know what? <laughs> well, thank you. Anytime, Dennis. Thanks for reading the card for me. Um, you got it. I'll, I'll take a horse FI as well, please. All right, man. In what Tim Burton film do Martians attack Earth? I'm going to go with Mars Attacks. Fuck! That's it! You got it, man. I keep saying I'm going to rewatch that one, too. You know, I've never watched it front to back. I've never actually seen the whole thing all the way through. I remember trying to watch it as a kid. Scared the shit out of me. Did did, did not make it to the end. Damn. Disappointed because my friends in my class liked it. And I'm just like, oh, the guy couldn't hack it. Now I feel like. Yeah. It's funny how that happens sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But, hey, let, but let okay. lion dogs lie, I guess. Well, Where are they? Where are they? Are they leading They can't, they can't tell the truth. Podcast? They're just lying. They really are. Liars. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> all right, dude. Uh, how about you hit me with the drama music? How? All right, all right. Round round three here for you, buddy boy. And what movie does Burt Reynolds play Porn King Jack Horner? And what? Say, can I get that one more time? <laughs> In what movie does Burt Reynolds play Porn King Jack Horner? Burt Reynolds playing a porn king. Why can't I? I feel like I should know what role this is. You're gonna kick yourself in the behind when when I tell you, even though I personally have not seen. This uh, in what film is it? Striptease? Is it something weird like that? I can neither confirm nor deny that unless no. you give me an answer, but uh, possibly. Striptease. Let's just go with that because I know he's in it. Striptease, Dennis, is uh. a good guess. Mm. But the answer I was looking for Isn't is Boogie him? Nights. Oh, oh, that makes way more fucking sense. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't have gotten it myself. Uh, yeah. All right. Man. So, you know what? I'll, I'll take a drama musical as well, please. All right. Emma Thompson won the Best Actress Oscar in 1993 for her role in what movie? I couldn't fathom a fucking guess as to what this was, by the way. I'm looking at the Mr. answer right now. <laughs> There's your hint. I've never even heard of this, so... Mad Max... <laughs> I think I think ninety three is pretty late for Thunderdome, wasn't it? Like ninety one, maybe ninety two. Well, clearly Emma Thompson's early. not in it, winning Oscars. I mean, you so, know, uh, I was hoping, but no, that is incorrect, yeah. sir. Incorrect. Dang. It is not. It's not beyond the Thunderdome. Uh, Howard's End. Howard's oh, End. I feel like I've heard of that, but I, I've oh, never well, seen there you it. Go. One up on me, buddy. Well, I mean, I don't know where I've heard of it, but it sounds familiar. Uh, what can I do you for? Ooh. Um, well, might as well just hit the uh, comedy animation. All right, you got this one. What superhero film repeatedly breaks the fourth wall with the audience, including a homage to Ferris Bueller's bathrobed goodbye? Oh, uh, shit. Uh, Deadpool? That is correct. There we go. I think it's been a minute. I was just like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, that is that, right? Yeah. Fourth wall breaking. Uh, I'll take a comedy animation as well, please. Oh, okay. Speaking of getting this one, um, what song is the mantra of the Lego universe in the Lego movie? Everything is awesome. That it is, sir. Everything is awesome. Oh boy! And then in the sequel, you got Garfunkel and Oates performing the song. But in the first one, you got the Lonely Island performing it. Uh, what a what a great song! Might just have to YouTube the Garfunkel and Oates version just to hear it. I was not aware yeah. of that in fact. Yeah, some it awesome happens. ladies. Yeah, I won't complain. Um, <laughs> all right, what what can I do you for for the next one? Oof! Kind of a grab bag here. Whole new card. Whole new world here. How about a, let's try that drama musical. See what happens. You got this, buddy. Who plays the brilliant and devious mother in the 60s version of The Manchurian Candidate? I wouldn't have this one. Oh, fuck. 
feel like I should know, though. I own this movie. Frank Sinatra is uh, is in it, plays the role well, of... Do you, do you know any ladies in it? I can see her face. I remember, because it, it, it gets it gets weird. Their relationship is borderline incestuous. It's creepy. Um, damn it. Now I do not... Uh, I do not recall who that is. Um... Jessica Lang. I'm just well, trying to name out. I got. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you this. I wouldn't have had guessed this, um, but uh, literally the first thing you do when you yeah IMDb her, that's the first movie that comes up. Uh, Jessica Lang, you say? Yeah, Jessica Walters. I don't know. I, it's like, Jessica but that's she's, she's way too we're young going, for that movie. For uh, for the Bluth. All right. Yeah. Um, all I'm right. Singing uh, to play Misty for me. So. <laughs> I mean that 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 is unfortunately not the correct answer, but no. I will, give you this and you'll get it right away. Uh, but it won't count for a point. But uh, uh, she plays Mrs. Potts in Beauty and the Beast. Oh, Angela Lansbury, son of a bitch! Oh man! Oh, good, nice, 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 nice. Oh, dang it! Yeah, yeah. Oh God, I never would have thought. Oh crap! Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, there I, you go. I wouldn't have got it myself. Gotta watch that one again. Shoot. Yeah. Good cast. Uh, I'll take a comedy animation, please. Let's get it to you. All right, buddy. What 80s comedy starring Michael Caine is based on the French film One Wild Moment? Michael Caine, 80s film, comedy. Those are things I never thought I'd hear thrown together. Um, He's 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 got a few comedies. Got a few in the eighties, chuckle flicks. Oh boy, dirty rotten scoundrels. Oh, that might be like 91, 90 dirty rotten scoundrels. Is he in that? I thought that was John Cleese. And uh, oh, no, I think Martin. it's. I think I thought. Oh, I thought it was him and Steve Martin. Do I have that wrong? Son of a bitch. Oh. I'm. I could have that wrong. I tried rewatching that recently last year, and it just did not do it for me. Stinker. Uh, I'm not going to get this. Uh, One so Wild say... Moment is the name of the French film. One Wild Summer. I don't know. Ah. Mm. Buzz him. It is Blame It on Rio. Blame It on Rio. Never would have got there. Never would have got there. Yikes. Dance All across right. the sand. That Rio. happens. Uh, <laughs> her, her name I'll is Rio. Word for it. Uh, okay. <laughs> I know the movie Rio starring Jesse Eisenberg and Anne Hathaway. Although I did briefly yeah. pay, play the uh, Angry Birds spinoff game that was based on said film. But that was, oh, that was as I deep into the lore as I got. I get that. I get it. <laughs> All right. Um, next question. Let's, let's do uh, action adventure. Okay. All right. What Spielberg film set during the Cold War sees a prisoner exchange on the Yilnickel Bridge? Bridge of Spies? That is correct. Oh, damn. Okay. I remember it's funny. I remember wanting to see that film and then never did. It just kind of went away and disappeared. I not wanting to see it and not seeing it. <laughs> like everyone else in America. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think it does start... Uh... 
the dude in the movie I reviewed last week. Uh, isn't that a uh, what's his fake Mark Mark Rylance? I think. Oh, right? is he in that? Oh, I believe it. Maybe not. I know. I know Tommy. Cru- uh, Tommy Hanks is in it, right? Tom Tommy Hanks. I don't know. The Hanks himself is the star of the film. Yeah, Hank, hanking right, it up, just hanking all over the screen. Now, would you have gotten that if they didn't say the Gil Nickel Bridge? I feel like you no, would have. I yeah, I was already before you even mentioned the bridge thing. I was already going to guess the prisoner exchange. War. The prisoner exchange, because that's what uh, I remember from like the trailer. That's the focus of the film. Is like that was the whole trailer. Is like they're walking across the bridge. Wouldn't that be great if that was the whole movie? They're just walking across right? the bridge and top ninety fucking minutes, and we're just like, wow, we're still doing this, huh? Like that's even a line Tom Hanks has. He's just like, <laughs> well, all right. He's like, yeah. well, he's almost here. What do you think? Another 10 more minutes of this? <laughs> just... <laughs> and that's uh, why no one saw it. Yeah, that's why no one watched it. Told in real time. Because <laughs> I got to leave to take a shit. All right. So um, that, that, would, that would put you at four, right? Four, sir. Or is that five? Okay. All right. Um, you got, I'll take an action adventure, too. Got three. Let's see if you can catch on up to me. Uh, uh, something tells me this will do it. Something tells me this will catch you up. Tell me, Adam, what is Indiana Jones' first name? Is it James, Walter, or Henry? Henry. Henry. Henry Jones is correct, sir. You got four (laughs) correct answers. All tied the fuck up. Finished filming the new one. Good God. Better hurry up. They finally wrap that. Yeah. Let's make sure Harrison Ford can come to the premiere, please. Like, eh, come on now. Hopefully, Turn it around. Hopefully. Keep him, keep him away from the airplane flying. Yeah, right? don't let him fly any planes to the fucking premiere, don't please. Let him, don't let him get his, his, his foot fucked up by the Millennium Falcon. Get off my plane. Yeah. I don't know why. I could, oh. I could have quoted so many Star Wars things. Instead, I chose Air Force One. That's, that's legit. So it wasn't like Firewall or like oh, Henry. Oh, or what's the uh, uh, Hollywood Homicide? Ooh, him and Josh Hart. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Oh, geez. Sell that real and estate. How do you want to finish this game? Um, I Let's do horror sci-fi. My old safe haven. Okay, Dennis. You have this double bills right now. I'll tell you that. In Armageddon. What does NASA send into space to stop an asteroid? Navy sails, oil drillers, or scientists? <laughs> These are roughneck oil drillers. <laughs> that is correct. All right. Dang, Bruce dang. I, pr- I should have I should have put that in in, Bruce. in the, uh, in the uh, good old fucking pole. Oh, yeah. There was a need a good. The, the the career of Bruce Willis. We've had some stinkers. We've had some winners on the show in the past. Uh, there's definitely been a, a long, illustrious ride, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least he's going out on top. All those straight-to-DVD films. Well, is it, certainly not the, the, the last hero we'll see gracing our screens, but he's an action hero that we've, we've deserved, that's for sure. Amongst, one that amongst we got. everything else. He's the one he's the one that we got. I like that. There you go. I'll Brought always it, hold in our guard as as the voice of Spike the Dog in Rugrats Gone Wild. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. I, I too remember I saw that in the theater as well. Or the time that he was banging 
What? Uh, Rachel on Friends? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. no. Well, that was on Friends yeah. in the in the show. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if he ever hooked up with uh, Jennifer Aniston. Aniston. But uh, hey, I, I don't know. Well, uh, I hope not. I feel like he was married back then. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You don't know. Never know. Never know. Never know how they're playing their game. Speaking of never know, Dennis, I had quite a Shrek-filled day today. I was at the mall wearing my Shrek shirt, and then I I was at, walked past an FYE, and they had signs for Shrek soda, donkey (laughs) waffles, Shrek candies. I walk in, they had none of it. Fucking liars. What is the Shrek world? And then, then I was uh, going to the movies today, and in the bathroom I heard uh, that Smash Mouth song playing. And, uh, <laughs> boy, it got me riled up. You were you're just starting your day? Getting, I, getting ready to walk out in the day, this. But, but you know, you know yeah. what I mean. You're about to yeah. walk out in the swamp there. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but we'll get, we'll get to that in, in my later review. And by later, I mean the only film I've talked about this week. After you talk about a few fine films yourself. I, I, I got a couple, a, a few throwbacks. Uh, speaking of uh, Bruce Willis, uh, as we were talking about Die Hard earlier, the director of that film is also the director of my first review tonight. Uh, that would be Last Action Hero, directed by John McTiernan, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. A great classic comes to the screen. Take thy hand, fair prince. Who said I'm fair? To be or not to be? Not to be. Columbia Pictures is proud to present the screen's greatest action hero, Jack Slater. Slater, you hear me? This is the lieutenant governor. Slater, here's what I... The governor gets here, call me. And Danny Madigan is his biggest fan. (laughs) Jack Slater 4. But tonight, a magic ticket... It's a passport to another world. ...will get Danny closer to the action... (laughs) ...than anyone ever dreamed. And you're going with him. Who is this twerk? And where is that smile on his face? I don't even know this kid. To a world that's bigger than life. This ticket is magic, and it really works. And better than real. You really believe that you're inside a movie, don't you? Yes! The bad guys are in there. I've seen it. On screen. Could I speak to the drug dealer of the house, please? Have a nice day. Have him killed. This summer, it's head-on thrills. I have killed people smarter and younger than you. Head-first excitement. I hate when it happens. He's got the ticket! Now I possess power. Real power. He's going over to my world! In this world, the bad guys can win! The door must still be open. Come on. If I go, how do I get back? 
and it's coming at you from both sides of the screen. Where am I now? This isn't the movies anymore, Jack. Please be careful. Things were different here. Damn it, it hurt. Arnold Schwarzenegger is Jack Slater. No! This hero stuff has its limits. And Jack Slater is... Everybody down! The last action hero. The big ticket for 93. I'll be back. Ha! You did not gonna say that, did you? That's what you always say. I do? That's right. I uh, This is just one of those that kind of slipped past me. I just never kind of watched it. Um, I guess it was kind of late when it came out just because of the... The cheesiness, I feel like it wasn't taken quite as seriously as an action film straight up against other things that, like, you had fucking Terminator, you had Predator, you had a lot of these other things that were a lot more intense. And this was a lot a lot more fun. And I got to say, it was a lot of fun. Uh, 1993, I did, let's see, I checked this out uh, over on Netflix. I believe it should still be there by the time the episode airs. Um, this is telling the story of a boy who he gets, um, he's kind of, he's, not living the, the the best life, but he finds uh, refuge in films. He's got he became friends with the film operator at this rundown movie theater where he gets to sneak away and watch all the movies he wants. And uh, as they're finding out the place is life. closing down, he wants to offer his uh, he wants to offer the kid like one one last good show where he gets to watch his favorite movie star, uh, which is Arnold Schwarzenegger in the in the latest Jack Slater film at a midnight screening just for him. And he hands him this magical movie ticket that was given to him by uh, the escape artist uh, Houdini, which has just sounded like a crazy story. But you go along with it. He tears the ticket in half. Of course, you get some magical fairy dust sprinkle out of it. And uh, something happens. The kid gets yanked into the movie. And now he's got to fight, figure out his way back. But not before you get uh, uh, Lord... Uh, Oh man, why can't I think of his name? Game of Thrones. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Farquaad. Uh, oh no, uh, Charles Dance's character from Game of Thrones. Family, uh, whatever family doesn't matter because it's not a show. That uh, Lannister, Tywin Lannister. There you go. I just wish really you fucking long to get there, folks. I he died on the toilet. Genuinely spoiler. sorry for that. He did. He did. He did. But uh, that's just one of the many names and uh, faces you'll probably recognize. The uh, film operator himself, Robert Prosky. Uh, Val and I kept cracking jokes because he runs the uh, TV station in Mrs. Doubtfire. He, he plays that character. Um, uh, Ian McKellen has a brief uh, brief part in the film towards the very end, playing Death himself. Uh, that, that was kind of a fun thing to sneak up. And then... Uh, Jim Belushi playing himself, Chevy Chase playing himself at the red at a red carpet where they get a couple of lines. It was those are kind of funny little uh, cameos, but as well as a cameo of quote unquote cameo of Arnold Schwarzenegger playing himself versus the Arnold Schwarzenegger from the movie. I liked that moment when they met. But anyways, I digress. As you heard, I was excited about the cast. We actually had a lot of great characters uh, throughout the film. I really liked the whole journey we went on. It was a it was a fun trip and. It was, had so many references to other action films, a lot of them on the nose, a lot of them really subtle or just quick references in the background. And I had a lot of fun just trying to keep an eye out for what, 
What thing are you going to reference next? I thought this movie kicked ass. This was a really good time. I'm a little bummed that it took me this long to get around to it, but I'm going to give Last Action Hero three slices of toast. Like I said, I watched this over on Netflix. I believe it should still be there by the time this episode uh, posts. I believe it. I only, I'm only saying that because I believe there was a, a date notification up next to the title of the film. So I apologize, folks, if you go there and it wasn't. You but that is where I bitch. watched it last. I did my best, sir. I did my best. I'm just shocked it took you that long to see it, but happy you enjoyed it. Yeah, no, me too, man. But I used to believe it. Uh, in the past, you'd mentioned that it is a uh, Schwarzenegger flick you were a fan of, though, right? Oh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And now that you say it, though, that, that projection, it sounds like a pedophile. I'd be wary of him. Come to a midnight screening by yourself, little boy. Here's some fairy dust tickets. What is that? If I would a, I would totally go with that if you didn't then see two scenes before that point in the film where it looks like he's about to die. At one point, Dennis, I thought he was dead. I'm like, Dennis, oh my God, this kid just walked into the room. Pedophiles die, Dennis. Just just because he's a pedophile doesn't mean he's not going to die. <laughs> just doesn't mean you can't yeah, die. Can't just a pedophile doesn't mean you can't die, Dennis. God. Duh. Damn it. You're right. Excuse me. I apologize. Here I apologize. You You're right. Pedophiles are, Everyone. are fucking always going to be around. I Well, Dennis, that's really gross, and I don't want to talk about pedophiles anymore. What else do you get? Yeah, please. Well, uh, I got something else uh, creepy. And terrifying. Giant monster movie, in fact. This is a creature feature called Lake Placid. It has existed since prehistoric times. It was worshipped by primitive cultures. It can kill a man with one crushing bite. We heard a man was bit in half. Any recent bear attacks? Bears don't attack people underwater. Probably a fever then. What was that? Whatever's out there, who shot with this, he's dead. Oh, no. <laughs> Sheriff, how many deputies you got? You came here to help you find it. We can't let him kill it. Experience a few parts mystery. Do you have any theories of why he's here? Honestly, I don't know. And a few parts. <laughs> missing it's a human toe is this the man who was killed he seemed taller oh my god bill pullman shoot him no how much of a wacko is this guy bridget fonda mother oliver platt maybe swam back up maybe not i just have this feeling everything's totally safe this summer, the Earth's oldest creature has just found a new home. Lake Placid. Coming from 1999, I watched this one over on Netflix as well. I've just noticed the trend here. Uh, this one has a pretty stacked deck of, of cast members here, and it's uh, quite the film. I think kind of right in the middle of that uh, sort of anaconda phase where we were getting back 
a lot of like recognizable faces attached to some big monster movie sort of thing. We had a little a little spurt of that here in in the in the nineties, and <laughs> this is one of them. And I feel like a lot of people, if you didn't watch it, you're familiar with it. You've at least heard of it. You know, it's a giant crocodile movie. Um, but just to rattle down the list of the awesome cast, uh, Bridget Fonda, Bill Pullman, Oliver Platt, Brendan Gleeson, Betty White. You got Mariska Har- Hargitay. Uh, that's kind of the main ones I'm most excited about. <laughs> um, uh, Jed Rees is one of the deputies who gets his head bitten off. That is like a shitload of commercials and stuff. Um, it's 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 an interesting ride. So the setup being people are mysteriously dying in this lake, and it's like, oh my goodness, they're getting shredded apart by a giant creature. We we better call in a professional so we get someone who knows how to look at fossils. I guess for some reason, Bridget Fonda, come on, come on down to Lake Placid. Uh, Bill Bill Pullman need, needs your help. The kind of the shittiest park ranger. I've ever seen in a movie, and we've watched some shitty park rangers in movies and uh, here on Movie Toast. Uh, how, how does it compare to the Bodie Rock one? Oh, uh, Bo- Bodie's Rock was—he's uh, about on par with that. He just has a lot of false confidence, I'd say. We're kind of just throwing uh, uh, throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. Hey. Uh, kind of the whole movie, in fact, it feels like we're just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. Although I liked Brendan Gleeson in his American accent. That was entertaining. He's a he's always an entertaining guy. And then uh, Betty White being just the just the helpless lady that uh, happens to be feeding this giant fucking crocodile. And this one that's been keeping this thing alive and made this fucker probably as big as it is and turned it into this like ecological event um it's oh god it was just rough all the way through i'm waiting for it to like start getting cheesy funny and it just stays cheesy cheesy the entire time i will say though as i mentioned to adam before we recorded the greatest line i have ever heard betty white speak recorded in anything was was as follows and if i had a dick this is where i'd tell you to suck it Came out of Betty White's mouth, ladies and gentlemen. I laughed my ass off. Funny, best part of the whole movie. Um, yeah, it was it was a little rough. This was not not a pleasant creature feature kind of film. What's funny is this is one of those where like a surprising number of people survived to the end. Like basically all the named main characters, except for the like the side ones who get killed off predictably towards the beginning. The the rest of the movie, it's like injuries. Who cares? I had one more one more body by the end of it. And it's like, mm, kind of don't give a shit. Uh, not very earned. It reminded me of Leprechaun, where you get a few of the... Uh, it's like there's just... For being this monster movie, this creature feature movie, there really isn't that high a body count. And it's kind of all just the extra characters off to the edge that you kind of expected to die anyways. Um, yeah, Lake Placid. I can't. I, I just can't do it. Uh, one and a half slices for me, man. That was a, <laughs> and the one and a half being generous. To be honest, I think I probably should have knocked it down a little bit, but there's still a little bit of fun to be had. It gets so over the top ridiculous, like it's like trying to rewatch Godzilla or something. That the the, um, the ninety ninety nine version, I believe. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, oh my that god. It was. It was. It was. It was rough. It was rough. 
but like classic hey no no go folks no go i mean i never saw it and that's what i thought was going to be uh kind of what, what <laughs> would happen but uh you watch something else about people hunting something right i did uh went from hunting giant crocodiles to hunting for someone that ran off with an estimated 200 million dollars worth of cryptocurrency uh, I watched the Netflix documentary, Trust No One, The Hunt for the Crypto King. When I think of somebody who's a criminal mastermind, who's devious, calculating, cunning, what we don't think of is a geeky 24-year-old. Jerry came across friendly, positive, upbeat. Everyone has a thing they're a nerd about. It seemed like Jerry's was business. I created Quadriga CX for buying and selling Bitcoin. Canada's largest cryptocurrency exchange. Are we hanging out with Mark Zuckerberg right now? Is that what's going on? <laughs> uh, <I don't> know. <laughs> Jerry was traveling a lot. Maybe that was him avoiding something. The exchange suddenly stopped working. This is an astonishing story. Gerald Koch passed away and he took the passwords with him. And that means $190 million of customers' holdings are locked inside and no one can access them. I think it was at that point I was like, oh, crap. I wanted to find out if there was a community I could chat with about this. There were so many different pieces to this story, so many questions. His wife was the only other person with him when he supposedly died. There was speculation around whether she was in on it. She's dancing at her husband's funeral. That didn't make sense to me. Something is up. There's people suggesting that maybe he's not dead. This could be an scam. People are suspicious, especially when their money is involved. At that point, the story just goes nuts. I immediately was questioning everything about the story. There were definitely a lot of rumors. Jerry faked his own death and run off with the money. It's possible his wife could have poisoned him. Who can you really believe? Either I know a guy who screwed up and lost a quarter billion, or I know a guy who pulled off one of the greatest crimes in history. Gerald. Yes. What's your story? You were born, now you're here. What happened in between? <laughs> So this one just dropped uh, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, you can still find it. I believe it was still in the top 10 in the U.S. for uh, most watched. Um, this is telling the story of the guy who founded this company, uh, Gary Cotton, up in Canada, that had uh, created this website that was a cryptocurrency exchange service where they handled the, uh, the transfer of Bitcoin to U.S. or Canadian dollars. And just back and forth between the two, they would facilitate it for you. So it was meant to be this, oh, it's this quick and easy. You, you get to you do the transfers quick. Uh, you get to keep uh, more of your funds than if you were trying to do it through other methods, yada, yada, yada. And this was right towards the beginning of the, uh, right before the Bitcoin craze really started to take off. So it was at a really good time. A lot of people were still trying to jump on board, uh, get into the, get into this crazy gold rush that was uh, cryptocurrency back then. And it ends up taking a dark turn. It's, it's interesting what uh, I said, 200, it's $250 million that uh, this company had made. I mean, within a short span of time, this guy made a boatload of money and he just seemed like this nerdy, kind of dude that just liked making silly YouTube videos and then was really into tech that might have had a darker side to him all along that no one really got to see until 
after he disappeared. And what what uh, what I'm building towards is, so at one point, the guy, uh, the founder of the company, who was in India, supposedly was uh, having working on getting a school built. He died mysteriously in the hospital, and there was some detail, but like what he died of was unusual. It was, uh, Crohn's disease. It's it's very strange for that to actually kill someone um, very quickly. You would it's something you would it would take a long time, but somehow this is the this is signed on his death certificate um but all of the money all of the funds within the company were held behind a password that were only supposedly on his laptop that he was the only one that knew the password to so the entire company all of these users all of these people all of this money that they were people were trying to withdraw people were trying to get back was now gone all like 250 million dollars disappears overnight and he supposedly dies in india and no one but like a lot of people don't believe it there's a lot of people who are doubting it and over the course of the next like couple of years even there's uh, the slow trickle of evidence coming out of like oh shit this guy was into he was into some shady shit he had some kind of rough connections some of the people he was doing business with had some really shady backgrounds and it was not all this like fluff on the surface like he seemed to be and I, it was an interesting ride. I actually, I, I like watching these sort of kind of crime documentary thrillers. Uh, I think Netflix does a good job of cranking these out. It was that signature style um, that where you get a lot of, because so, many, so much of it occurs online, you get a lot of the communication on screen and the graphics on screen, kind of like how they did with uh, Don't Fuck With Cats, where you're seeing the chat screens go by with as they're interviewing the, the real people that they're talking to about the event. And... Uh, I, I, I like the, the melding of the two. It moves pretty quick. It's it's an hour and a half right on the nose. So and I feel like it moves at a good pace. It's one of those, though, it's not like there's so much uh, rich content on screen that like you kind of don't need to be watching the TV the whole time. It's one of those, like, I was able to like, get up and refill my water, go get a snack from the fridge or something. I had it turned up loud enough. I, could, I heard all the dialogue. It, it was just fine to listen to. You know, I could just as easily hear this uh, or see this as being like a podcast episode or something. But I, I like this flair that Netflix brings to their crime documentaries. Um, I'm going to give uh, Trust No One, The Hunt for the Crypto King. Whew. Mm, shit. Three slices. Three slices. It's it's like it, I, I, after seeing a few of these, there's ones I definitely liked a hell of a lot more. Uh, this isn't the most wasn't the best one, but it wasn't bad. Still, still solid. Uh, two two and a half slices is a disservice to it. That would that would have been too tough. But uh, yeah, solid, solid three slices. Interesting, interesting. Good to hear. That's that's a pretty good rating. And I mean, like you said, eh, you can walk away, you can dip away, and and not fully have to see the screen. So that, that I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh boy. I know it's all good. It's one of those like you can kind of be doing another tat. You can be folding laundry or something while this one's going and you're not going to miss anything if you're not staring at every frame as it goes by. But you're still getting an interesting story. And I, I like what you get out of, of the film. So if you're at all interested in these kind of crime thrillery things, then fire up Netflix and check it out. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not bad. And uh, Dennis, we're going to we're gonna close this section out with a movie we both saw this weekend. That's right, sir. I'm, I'm excited for this discussion. Oh, yeah. Hear what you got to say about the, 
the big bad vamps that just came out and in, into theaters. Oh yeah, we're talking about the living vampire Morbius. Do you need a doctor? I am a doctor. I should have died years ago. People all over the world have my disease. I'm here to find a cure. We have to push the boundaries, take the risks. If you're gonna run, do it now. People are strange. Dr. Michael Morbius, you've been missing for two months. When you're a stranger. Then you were found on a container ship that washed up off a of Long Island. Faces look ugly. When you're alone. Johnny! What did you do to yourself, Doctor? I wish I knew. I went from dying to being more alive than ever. It worked. Not exactly. I have increased strength and speed and some form of bat radar. What else can I do? There are limits. There has to be. There's something inside of me. Who wants to hunt? And consume blood. Michael. When you're and you control it. I don't know. Half the city wants to kill you. We haven't had anything this good since that thing in San Francisco. The other half wants to control you. Hey, uh, Dr. Mike, you and I should stay in touch. I'd do anything to save a life. But I don't know what I'm capable of. You save lives, you don't take them. Are you here to heal the world? Or to destroy it? Who the hell are you, man? I am Venom. I'm just kidding. It's Dr. Michael Morbius at your service. Well, Dennis, this movie, man, oh, man. Calm down there, Jared. Oh, boy. We got, (laughs) I I don't know. So so it's basically, you got this guy. He's been crippled since he was a kid. His best friend's also crippled. He's a doctor. He's trying to solve this disease that they have. And he decides to splice vampire bat blood. And he finds a cure. But then he's also like, I crave blood. But I can use this fake blood. But Oh no, it doesn't work as long and I need real blood. And then my friend now is a vampire and doing bad things. And I got to stop him. And we're in the world of Spider-Man, but there's no Spider-Man here. Ugh. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty much it right there, folks. <laughs> it's like he, he rattled through the, the bulk of the film. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a introduction to a character. Like this is another one of those where it's, uh, you're just getting a cold intro to, who this guy is, it it very much feels like a setup for 
so we don't have to explain this guy later kind of thing. You know, like mm. this is not some big chapter one of here is the and end here's the beginning of the Morbius saga, which sure they probably wished they could get away with that, but that's not how the film came off to me, at least. I just saw it as all right, here's the guy. You're gonna meet the guy. This is how the guy works. Mm-hmm. This is how the guy beat his first villain. All right. Yeah. Now now to now he's now he's off to the races. We get to watch him in, in the whatever the next film may may or may not be, and we don't have to explain any of that fucking shit. We get it we get a little revisit from uh, Tyrese Gibson and Al Madrigal as the FBI agents from uh, a certain venomous character's film. Mm. Uh, as well as a little, uh, were they in the other films? I I know they, I know they talked about it, but I didn't know they were. Uh, wow, Al Madrigal, I believe he was. I love, least, I love, because I feel he like he's fantastic. He, yeah, he's hilarious. At the very least, the second one, because I feel like I remember seeing something about how there wasn't there a scene where Venom's begging to eat his head. He wants to, he wants to eat his face, and Tom Hardy's like trying to like, no, no. Eddie's like Trent. No, I, I, why, why did I hear? Why am I? I'm just making up. No, you're, you're probably right. Scenes I in my just, head. I, because I, I, I know they mentioned. No, it could be San Francisco. They mentioned everything. it, but did I just make it up because you mentioned it? I mean, let's see. Or did it's, I just think that it's, it's easy to hit? IMG. No, yeah, you're probably. I right. made it up. Oh no, no, no! Yeah, you, you were right. Wow. I'm scrolling. What happens. I'm sometimes. scrolling. Got, got nothing. But. I, I thought for sure. But uh, yeah. here, here's my thing. I, yes, I, I think this this film's not terrible. I just feel like it's uh, I feel like it's unnecessary. Like it's a Spider Man movie. It does not feel like any any New York that we've been in. I don't think you could even. I mean, I get why you gotta call why we have to call it a Spider Man movie of the direction it's going. But I think it just as it stands, you get it's a vamp it's a vampire movie. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of it. It's like, I kind of like that, although, yes, it is nestled into this world, and we're about to start pulling pieces together, it's also just, uh, I like getting this intro into, and then uh, one of the things I, I gotta say, I gotta tip my hat to that I really enjoyed, I liked the visual representation of his, like, vampire That was sense. fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that like we the... didn't need it explained, we just saw him learn how to feel it and i liked that it was just boom all right we get it we start we we start to see him uh grasp how this works and i love that and then we only get the one you only get the one hint at the very beginning that he is special he was already trying to to be sent to xavier's school in new york yes that's that i was like oh shit is that a hint that he went to the school but i'm like i never knew he went there he never, he never did. I, I think the suggestion was he didn't, uh, he oh. didn't follow through on whatever the. But I mean, he did leave the uh, the, the place part. that he was at. So it's like, where did he go for all that time? True, that was true. They and they were, yeah, that's true. I don't know. Um, but oh, man, I, I, I will say, I, I enjoyed the his his. Uh, I want, I want to say more like uh, his nightcrawler style, like vamping, like. The way they move. Oh yeah, yeah, that was cool. Time, the it was all kind of smoky, fun. and he's very like there's uh, uh, a lot of agility. Like he he's he is very physical. He uses a lot of his body throughout a lot of the stunts. I liked how big the movements are. The fight scenes looked cool. 
some of the dialogue got a little, it was like, okay, that's a little cheesy. And then just, we got straight up some like cheesy one-liners that were just fucking, I, I scoffed. Or there was one really cheesy shot. I can, I can just see it in my head now of Michael stepping out into this alley and he flips his hood up all like mm-hmm. Jerry, you can just see Jared Leto was like, and this is where I'm going to put my hood up. And it was just like, that was really fucking cheesy, dude. That was really nerdy. And then like the next scene, um, he walks but, into that lab and he's like, is this one the guy in the hood? He's got a, in? Yeah, yeah, right. Like and the, it's like, he's just got free reign to walk around. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, right, you know, you're on the hunt. Fucking chop your hair off. Get out of your inmate clothes. Do something to look different. Just don't throw a hoodie on. But it's also, it's like, that's also like a scab we can't pick too hard because that's the logic that carries through. Virtually every yeah. Marvel superhero film is everyone gets away with something like this. Yeah. But I did. I gotta say, I liked his. Uh, I liked the what he had going on between him and Matt Smith. Matt Smith was that freaky. I liked his just unhinged. I'm gonna fucking go for it. Kind of yeah. off the rails. I didn't like Matt Smith's character much. I felt like he was oh, too okay. animated and too cartoony to me. And like we had the scene of him like dancing and working out to like some sex song and then going to the bar and i'm like uh, I don't know. he's do- he's doing things he's never done before in his entire life i get that he's, he's experiencing okay I, I but i get you i get and you then, there i get i could i could see that being long-winded and then it's like fucking i feel like all the times that they morph they don't look the same every time i feel like it just always was changing the looks i don't know that might be in my head I, because i think it, it's oh I I was if if there was any subtle difference I always interpreted that it depends on both like how much they're tapping into like the vampiric power and then how long it's been since their last feeding mm. that seemed to have a tremendous impact on how how strong it was to control and then how much power was available to them because as you saw Milo the more he fed the stronger he just straight up got but Dr Morbius has clearly has another layer to him yeah. that that like vampire sense that we get to watch throughout the whole film that's not just something you get because clearly milo didn't get that mm-hmm. i guess we're gonna have to find out if the if the other doctor uh comes down with the same mm-hmm. uh, same abilities too that is Ms. True. That's true that is very true man i just felt like there was a good move to put like a like a little blade reference in there but no we didn't get that oh that would have been that would have been awesome. But you're right. I, I mean, I, I'm shitting on the movie, but I, you know, I went in expecting dog shit, and uh, it was not as bad as I thought it would be. I oh just... yeah, see, and that's the, that was that was when I was coming in. It was like, fuck all this judgment for a movie that hardly anyone's really seen yet. It only it's only just come out, and a bunch of people are already taking a giant shit all over the film. And it's like, no, odds are you just heard from someone else. Oh, mm-hmm. you're supposed to hate this movie. Okay. Well, guess what, folks? We both actually watched it. It's not this fucking steaming pile that people say it is. It's also not the best Marvel movie by any means. I mean, I'll give but it. But there's a lot. It's no fucking, it's no fucking uh, Fantastic Four. Any of them. It's better than all that. I, I, mean, I think I, that's I, fair I, to I, say. I, I like the original Fantastic Fours. Not the Corman one, but I mean the... The, oh like, yeah, the, the, the 90s, 2000s. I don't know, but I I like this more than the Venom films. I think. I mean, they're two different tonally versions. Okay, I, I can see know. that. Yeah, I can see that. There was there Venom got a lot of flack. Again, there was another one. I thought it was fine. 
I don't think it was great, but I also don't think it was terrible. I just feel like uh, we were getting a, we're getting a lot of we're getting a lot of superhero Marvel movies and just uh, superhero movies in general that True. I think we're getting. Uh, I think it's it's easy to be harsher to judge when there's just like oh well we're gonna get like fucking two more this year yeah and we're gonna get another two or three next year as well as the series and what what have you. I feel like I should really watch what I say right now. Um, that, a word on the street is uh, the, the fucking uh, blah, 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 blah. Madam Webb is coming to Boston to shoot, and it's like, uh, oh. I'm in office, so I should keep my mouth shut. But no, no, it, it is what it is. Fuck yeah. I mean, like, like I, I just maybe if you don't look at it as a Spider-Man movie, it's, it's, it's a good yeah. movie. I think if you come in with that expectation, that's going to start fucking with your experience, because... It's a Sony, we're trying to bridge the worlds together Spider-Man movie and that you got to keep in mind, it's still living on the Venom side of things. It's still yeah. living on the previous Spider-Man film original setup. Like, it's not, it's, don't expect a perfect mesh, but don't worry, folks, if you're looking for it, it's there. You just got to, you have to interpret some of the pieces. I, I like that they don't just kind of hand all the information to you. You have to watch it happen. It unfolds. Mm -hmm. You see the drag crack in the sky, and it's like, hey, if you missed, if you missed those movies, then we're not going to just feed you the information all over again. You're sure. going to have to go back and see what what that was. But it, but it's all right there. It links it all right back up. Um, I have to say, I did, I did really enjoy the uh, the teaser for the next uh, Miles Morales chapter of Spider-Man. Oh, of course, this film. of course. That alone was worth seeing this in the theater, was getting to see that on the big screen. Did did they believe the trailer for that? Uh, the, the uh, what the fuck is it? The uh, bullet train? The, the new? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I know that trailer's been around, but I, I just saw it for the first time. I'm like, oh, I'm really intrigued by this movie. That looks like fun. Yeah. That looks like a fun... Uh, a fun, funny action, random stuff. Shoot them up. Yeah, but yeah. I guess we're not here to talk about that. Sorry. Um, like, like you did say, there are some people that pop up here and there. Two mid-credit scenes, I guess you could call them. Yes. Yeah. There was, yeah. There was one shortly after the credit roll, and then one you actually had to like stick around. I like the the false, the false fire there to just to try to get someone to leave, and it's like, okay, mm -hmm. you're really not going to make you wait through all the credits. There's a couple of scenes we get. Uh, we get Adrian Toomes. Oh yeah, he's 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 back. Although it's crushed dimensions. It's not the scene that you see in the trailer, which is intriguing to me. Yes, I was a whole that. different setup. I was waiting for it. Doctor Morbius has a he's he's got a grip on things. He's he's clearly I, I like that it's, we've advanced time. I forget. I think it says exactly how much time has gone by, but he's uh, well in control of his powers now. And he's driven out to the Las Vegas desert to meet up with a, a certain vulture uh, uh, over the fact that uh, they should they should go get a handle on New York now that uh, we know Spider-Man has something to do with what's happened. And I, I like that he just assumes that right out the gate. Yeah. Well, I know Spider-Man's got something to do with it. And it's like, <laughs> do you, really? Do you? You just know this? He's this boy that tried for I mean, my daughter. I guess the last time he saw him. Given that if uh, coming out of the the uh, dimensional cell that he was being held in at uh, No Way Home, if this is where he's straight coming from there to here, as I believe the line that's being drawn from what I 
remember, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Yeah, yeah, should be. I'm still along for the ride. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dennis, uh, I think there's not much more for us to say about this film, but I'm gonna give Morbius uh, two slices on my end. It's it's a fine film, but it could be better. It could be worse. Okay, well, fair enough. I I too think it's it's right, riding right down the middle of the road, but I'm gonna give it two and a half slices. Fair I enough. still, I still think there's a little, little fun to be had, but yeah, it's not the, it's not the dumpster fire people are making it out to be at, at all. Sure. sure, yeah, I don't regret spending twelve dollars to see it. Oh hell no! I oh, know I, I had a fun time watching that theater. Yeah. Um, as before, yes, there's a a shitload of all of these fine Marvel flicks of varying degrees of fineness. We also. Got a whole spanking new series over in Disney Plus that Adam and I hero. both checked out this week. That's right. This is and it, this is not a, a small hero. This is one who's had quite a following for a while that just hasn't really translated to the the big screen quite yet. But uh, we, we got a pretty badass one now. Mm-hmm. That's right. We're talking, of course, about Captain Britain. Yeah, finally, Ooh, it's happening, people. Sweet. Well, no, I guess, I guess what's it the, takes the place. Canadian one. Oh, there's, a, there's a Canadian one, yeah, too. What's I, I was trying name? to think of that. It's the big, the maple leaf. It just looks just like Captain America, but. A slight difference. I have, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, more the know, same thing. You know what we're talking <laughs> about, people. We're talking about Moon Knight. Hello, and welcome to Staying Awake. I have a sleeping disorder. I can't tell the difference. Between my waking life and dreams. Hello, and welcome to Staying Awake. I'm losing it. We'll catch you on. You're bloody useless. Stevie. Steven. I can't tell the difference between my eyes and dreams. Thank you. Lost the contact lens. Hope you find it. Thanks. Yeah. Oh my God, you're alive. What's wrong with you, Mark? Why did you call me Mark? And what a first episode to be thrown into. Oh, being as lost yeah. as our character. Right? I, I like that uh, we're we're right there on board with uh, Oscar Isaac's character right out the gate. Um, it's uh, not not Mark. What's oh, shit? What's the other guy's name? Not Mark, but the personality that we're, we meet first. Oh, God. It's Steve? Is it, is, is it Steve? Oh, man, I'm just totally drawing a blank. I think it's a Steve. Steven. Yeah. His very, very timid approach is really funny. I really, Oscar Isaac, mm. yeah, he had some fun with uh, this, this uh, show, I, it looks I like. Think so. I honestly, I'm, I'm really excited to see um, <laughs> what he's going to do with this guy because he gets to play in a couple wild directions. Mm. Um, 
and uh, yeah, shit. I think I think we we each keep trying to start talking, and then we're trying to let the other one go. Sorry, dude. <laughs> no, 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 no. And, and it's just a bunch of bizarre events that happen, and uh, and then then you got a villain thrown in the mix with uh, Ethan. Kinda, yeah, we're still figuring out who this villain is and really what the deal is. But at the center of it, uh, Egyptian mythology is is true. All of the all of the uh, stories you learn in school, all of that is actually like fact, but that's just very, very, very old. Oscar Isaac's character works in this, uh, uh, it's like a natural history museum, not natural yeah, history museum, it's, it's, a, it's a, a museum. human history museum that uh, has this uh, display that's all uh, Egyptian artifacts. He's super into all of that stuff, but he's uh, tasked with working in the gift shop, removed from all the interesting stuff that he's actually very well versed in. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just like the weird dude. He kind of just gets picked on at work and kind of just doesn't get his way and i like this just like you, you either you know this guy or you are this guy or it's like you you befriend this guy like it's you're a very relatable person but you find he's got some weird quirks like the fact that he changes his ankle to a bed and he hmm. leaves a ring of sand and tapes his door shut to make sure he doesn't walk away in his sleep because he's do got a dissociative identity disorder uh that almost comes a little comes off a little bit narcoleptic because he just wakes up in crazy place. <laughs> and you think it's one day and it's two, three days later. Yes. Uh, huge spans of time is missing. Uh, clearly some shit's going down. And not without any sort of impact to the world around him. He'll wake up with his hands covered in blood. A gun in his hand. This guy's got some crazy mercenary-like abilities. Because turns out he's got a split personality. And this other guy is kind of a badass. Uh, we, we have yet to actually get the full meat and breakdown. I know if, if you go online, you can actually see a, a lot of more information than the show itself has actually mm-hmm. revealed. But from what the show itself has told us, we know he's of some great ability. And there is this crazy, kind of scary looking Egyptian god dude who just appears to him, Khonshu, who's got this badass voice who he can mm-hmm. hear in his head <laughs> that uh, every once in a while just kind of requests, maybe you should let the other guy take over. Mm-hmm. The idiot is oh. back. I love his just the. Yeah. I love that whole. <laughs> and we find out that he, he he's a British guy, but we find out, hey, guess what? He's not British at all, and he doesn't even yes. know that. Nope. And we kind of yes. see that what? character by the end of the uh, end of the episode with a yes. brutal fight scene. Yeah, I was uh, like I said, I like it's switching in and out of being able to see what's going on, kind of getting you to question things a little bit or just leave you wondering. Cause you know, it's, you know, what's happening, but you want to see the action. And I like how they kind of tease us uh, around a lot of it before finally getting to see some shit. Uh, Ethan Hawke too. Creepy. I like this kind of, I like seeing him as the villain. Yeah, it's, we, we haven't, he hasn't done a lot yet, but no, what, what's, he's it. got some freaky abilities and he's got a lot of, cult-like followers that are surrounding everywhere everywhere it's interesting yeah in plain sight at any given time first and he has glass that he puts in his shoes and walks around in his shoe that was oh that made my skin crawl when he stood up and started walking out of there and you just hear the crunch under his feet oh that was gnarly but loved it i love those little weird quirks that kind of add to those layers of the intensity of the character yeah, this this is definitely unlike the other shows. This is definitely a harder show, not a fun yes. quirky. This 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 is like one of the old Netflix rem- shows. Yeah, I was just about to say that. It reminds me of that a lot more. Um, I, and I like it. I like how 
not like a lot darker because we've had some of the other ones were a little like yeah. WandaVision got a little dark, but this isn't a it's it's a different way. It's just a little heavier and there's I feel like a lot more a lot more blood in this one already than what than what we've seen in the others. Oh yeah. Um, even friggin' we you get a decapitation in Falcon and Winter Soldier and all of that's completely off camera. I don't I think we hardly see any of the gore in that, whereas this one mm. immediately way more violent than that scene. Yeah. Um, so I guess as a spoiler, or like as a, a fair warning to those who are wanting to watch it with the kiddos or something, should probably be aware of that it might get kind of intense. Um, not jump scares, but you do have Conshu uh, does like walk right up on the screen a couple of times. So if you were trying to get the, the kids to keep up on the, the Marvel stuff, just make sure they're ready to handle some kind of creepy looking things and a little bit more intense violence. Yeah, nothing wrong with it. Just no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. It is on Disney Plus, so I think I could see why it would be easy to just assume you could just kind of jump right in. But yeah, you know, just just a heads up. Yeah, maybe go watch the new Proud Family if, if if your kids aren't down with the action and violence. There you go. There you go. Solid suggestion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had a good time with this. I'm very much looking forward to next uh, oh, next week's episode. I'm with you on that. It should be fun. I'm, I can't wait to see where the ride takes us. As yeah, he discovers yeah. who he really is, right? And embraces. We it. get to, yeah. I'm, and I'd love to see where they're going to set this guy up and how we're going to use Moon Moon Knight in the future. Because uh, mm-hmm. I was a he's a cool character in the comics. I got his hero click actually, back from when I used to play that. Nice. Was badass in that game, so yeah. should translate to being badass in a TV show, right? You'd like to think. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I, I think we're going to be talking a lot more about this show in the future. I think so, too, sir. But uh, before we get to the future episodes, we've got to let some time pass. You fine folks, you should uh, check out what we got going on in December. That's right. Movie Toast, the festival is coming on back for the second the time around. The festival. That's right. Uh, please come submit your short films. Filmfreeway.com slash Movie Toast Festival. That is where you will find us. MovieToast.com is also a website that yeah, has nothing you, you to do with what I just said. You can, you can, you can get us. info there, too. You can find us there, too. But don't go uh, there to fact, submit. No, you're going to submit a Film Freeway. But if you just want to tell us about other films, you want to hit us up, respond to some polls, go check us out on our Twitter, Facebook. We're on Instagram, Reddit, Discord, all that kind of fun movie underscore toast in most of them places but a couple of them are movie toast news and reviews specifically facebook and youtube where you can check out a handful of fine uh shorts that we did uh, some fun re- reviews and interview stuff that we've done together in the past uh, hopefully we'll be getting getting back around to making oh, yeah. some more of that content for you folks once our schedules free up but it's been uh it's been quite busy on uh, either coast, as far as the production's been going, you so. could say that. Yeah, yeah but I'd... and if you don't want to do any of this stuff, why not uh, tell us what works and what doesn't work? Maybe leave a review over on Apple Podcast. Please, we'd very much appreciate that. Uh, Apple Podcast, uh, just give it, give us your honest rating. We'd love to address anything, any concerns you may have about the show, or you just want to let us know how much you've been liking it. That's cool too. We're not putting words in your mouth, but you can give us your words. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Adam, I think it's about that time. What you say? I think we should tell people to stay toasty. Mm-hmm.
Oh, that was ominous right there. That was. Oh boy, do you, you see your uh, your buddy uh, Chris Walken has a new show over on Amazon Prime? I did not. Oh, it's called the, the like the Outlaws or the uh, Misfits. I don't know something, some British show. I'm looking forward to checking oh, that out. Okay, maybe, maybe he'll add, come add back and talk to us about that later on. We'll have to see. I'll have to see what it, see if his schedule opens up. See if he's available. Yeah, I think it's. I know. Sounds like he might be a little busy with the show. Yeah. And folks, as always, please stay toasty. All right, Dennis. Now, now my my I got a lot of. I'm gonna blow my nose really quick while I got a second. Get it. Get it. Well, I have a second. I don't have a second, but I'm gonna make it. Well, I have a second. Gonna make a second. So good. This is this is the nose blowing part of the show. Please remove this part unless it sounds hilarious. Then throw it on the back end or as you see fit. If it's funny, this could just not. Nah, I don't know. See, now that I'm drawing attention to it, I've sucked all the funny out. It it does. Funny list. You know. Funny list. You never know. Okay. Um. Funny vacuum, just it's just negative funny. What what was the, what did you say? Circus what? Cirque, Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> like, I guess I've, I've never seen it spelled out. Apparently, because oh yeah, Cirque du Soleil. Different. Yeah, yep. Oh boy. All right. <laughs> we got trivia, folks. I promise. All right, let's go back.